Hello and welcome to A Lift to Work. I'm Kate. And I'm Tina. And this week, what are we talking about, Kate? So this week we are talking about study skills. Yeah. So exam season is swift approaching. So we wanted to do something to help you um, best learn how to study for you. Yeah. And this is um, the study skills episode, which will also be helpful for you if you're doing um, your theory test for learning to drive or any other kind of exam test kind of scenario. Um, And also to follow on in the month of April, we're going to have a mini series of uh, bite sized tips around this kind of thing. So keep um, your eyes and ears peeled for that. So forms of transport, Kate. (laughs) <laughs> no, this one's on you, Tina. I know. On you. I know. It is. I thought we could go on an elephant like they do. You know, when you see them, you know, in those kind of jungle films and there's somebody swaying on top of an elephant. It looks so relaxing, doesn't it? And he's they've dipped down their head and you've walked up their trunk and you just, you're on a cloud, it's relaxed, <laughs> wandering along. So I thought it'd be great to feel in that frame of mind. When we talk about <clears throat> exams, really. So why why are we talking about it, Kate? So we are talking about this because at some point in our lives, every single one of us will have a test or exam and or other that requires study. And it can be very difficult sometimes to find the best ways to study Um, maybe you don't know how to do it maybe you've never had to do it before Um, so we're here to give you some handy hints handy tips to make the whole you know the whole experience less stressful but enjoyable or as much as as it can be because um, and I didn't appreciate this until I was much older having you know done my A-levels and all of that kind of stuff how exciting learning can be I know it's quite I don't know it's not sad I love learning I think that's the big trick you know if you think of anything that you really like doing whether it's cooking or gaming or sports you will love it and it will make you very happy and part of that will be that you've learned to do it really well and you yeah. and the learning to do it is the great bit and sadly in lots of kind of cultures the way that learning is presented to us is like it's a big chore and something awful and then there's this thing at the end of it called an exam so if you can get your head in a place where you think do you know what actually I'm just going to enjoy this as much mm. as I can yeah. and like you said Kate some people have never if you go on if you look on websites and um and if you're at school or in college at the moment or university even and and you're advised as to how to study it's a bit dry you know it's <laughs> stuff like eat the right food yeah okay you know that makes sense you know have good nutrition so your brain's working hydrate yourself yeah of course you know you would want to do that <laughs> and um, 
find a study group. Yeah, no, that might be good, you know, study in a calm space. Yeah, if that's your bag, but you might like to go to the local library. So, it, you know, anybody can look up this list of very sensible things. But actually, what most people are wanting is like, how do I get myself and my brain in a good place to take on this learning? And I think really, Kate, that's what I'd like us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think first and foremost is getting yourself organised, especially if you have multiple subjects a la GCSEs slash A-levels um, yeah. and, even, and even at university level. Um, so get yourself organised. What have you got to what 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 subjects do you have to know? list them yeah use color coding you know if 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 you're doing history revision that's all maybe green bits of paper or green sticky notebooks or whatever way you do it or a green pen or whatever and enjoy it you know if you like your stationery and your pens get some nice ones mm. <laughs> um so i mean you all know i love my stationery we'll be like different colors yeah, yeah some <laughs> people love all that don't they so you know get 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 a situation around you so you think, well, I'm now in a pleasing environment. I've got nice pencil paper around me or a nice pad. I'm listening. Maybe I'm listening to music. Some people find it distracting, especially if the music has lyrics, but other yeah. people find it helpful. So, you know, experiment with that. See what you think. Um, yeah. Make yourself a nice drink, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think when we're talking about getting organised, it's not. You know, we've, you've got your subjects and that's fine. But actually organise your space. Yeah. Where, where are you going to do your prep? Yeah. What's going to be your safe study space? Because that's what you want is a safe study space. Um, preferably not your bedroom. Why not your bedroom? I hear you ask me. Well, your bedroom is somewhere that is relaxing and it's somewhere that you sleep it's a calm should be a, a calm safe place for you now if you are using it to study in um, and you have got papers all over the place timetables all over the place um, bits and bobs you know your computer's there when you go to sleep at night, when you close your eyes, before you close your eyes, what are you going to see? Well, it's quite an interesting one, this, isn't it? Because I think that that's a really good point. But my counter to that would be a daughter who studies in her bedroom. But she's very zoned. So also, if you're in a university room, you probably that's your only space. So what if you have no choice to study in another room? I think that you need to zone it. So you need that is the area over there where the studying happens. This area over here, my bed, is where I might watch telly or read or relax. You know, and like Kate says, have zones even if you can't study in a different room. But that's really, really worth thinking about, you know. But equally, what we know about our heads, our minds, our brains is they are creatures of habit. And so if you sit on the sofa, what are you about to do? 
Put the telly on. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And if you sit in the car, what are you about to do? Drive off somewhere. Drive off somewhere. Yeah. So you go certain places and your brain automatically thinks this is what's going to happen next. So you need to do that in relation to studying. So like Kate said, if there's somewhere that you walk into a library, you think, right, I'm studying here. Maybe you can't study at home. Maybe you've got somewhere that your parents have created for you at home and that's where you study. Brilliant. Walk in there. That's where you study. Um, if you can't not study in your bedroom, then sit down and think, right, this is the study zone. This is the corner I've created that I'm going to study in. I only study here. I don't do anything else here. I don't yeah. game here as well as study here. I game over there behind me. So, yeah. that you know, just zoning is a big, big thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And the other thing is use all your senses. So we very rarely use our sense of smell and taste when it comes to studying and embedding that learning in our brains. And they did a thing, a study years ago that showed if students sucked a certain kind of mint, it was a polo mint in the UK, but it could be another one, little tiny ones, you know, in a box, for example, those ones. If you don't mind them and if you suck on them while you're studying, students who were also allowed to do the same thing in exams had stronger recall. They associated sucking a mint with learning something. So maybe interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You could drink a certain kind of squash while you're studying. You could think, right, I love a can of something, but it's a treat, and only have that when you're studying you know mm. and try and create these positive associations like oh i've sat down i'm about to study i've got all my gorgeous pencils around me i've put some music on because i like it and i'm going to sip my lovely drink that is a treat so nice. positive associations with learning and studying the other thing that i think is really helpful and um kate and i were only talking about this earlier today is your brain library <laughs> I know what a great term yes what do we mean about our brain library Kate? so sometimes sometimes you don't have enough space in your head um and maybe it's because you're full your library is full of stuff now if you think let's let's go metaphorically here and you you've got a shelf full of books but how many in those books are you going to have pamphlets and all that free stuff that comes through the door that you don't need that information actually you can get rid of to create more space to fill it with other stuff um and and as well um using a bit of imagery when you are learning where on your shelf is that particular subject can you picture yourself going into your brain library picking up that book on that subject putting it in your hand and opening it up what can you see perfect is and you is can it do that for all of your subjects you can do yeah. that yeah and and if there's a lot in the brain library well um kate and i are very pleased to tell you you've got additional rooms so um, 
Yeah. It's a brain of requirement. Yes, it's the brain <laughs> of requirement. Um, if anyone likes a bit of Harry Potter, the room of requirement idea, we're borrowing that. So basically, you've gone into the library, it feels a bit chocker, but you actually, oh, you've just noticed a door. And there it is. What colour is it? Oh, look, it's a red door. And it's kind of a little uh, kind of archway. Oh, look, it's got a lovely shiny handle. Oh, I'm pushing it open. It's got empty space in here. I'm going to put some other books in here that I'm learning about. And yeah, yeah. and in it goes. And like Kate says, next time you want it, there it is. Get it in your hand. Feel what it feels like. Open it up. Look, is it picture? Is it words? So, yeah, use your brain library and imagine mm. it there. And then when later when we do an exam series, we'll be talking to you about the fact that you can uh, you can walk into that library during an exam. You can yes. start taking yeah. down these books or recordings or whatever that and you want to learn. The great thing about your brain library is it's free from distractions. There are no distractions in there. It's just you and the information sure thing else and what's great about the brain library as well is that you know some of its books but actually if you've put something there that's like a youtube video you watched about something because for some people they're very visual they might have watched a teacher doing a session on youtube or a ted talk or yeah. it might have been an audio they listened to or they might have put a picture in there of themselves in the kitchen dancing with their mum while their mum's making them revise history, revise history facts yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, and it, you know, that's important. It's important to remember that we do all learn differently. And actually, it might be that you have been given some information in your class and you like, I do not know what they're talking about. So what options are available? It's looking at, at, at different sources. So actually, yes, they've told you this. You don't quite get it. Go onto the Internet. Have a look at different sources of information. Which one of them makes it easier? Obviously, when you're looking at sources, please make sure that they are legitimate sources. And if you are at university slash college, you will know that Wikipedia is not. <laughs> it's not an accredited source. Don't use it. <laughs> but it's very interesting nonetheless. And we understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is... Um, the brain library will be in a bit of your brain. I mean, your conscious brain is saying, let's go in the brain library. But the brain library is in a bit of your other part of your brain, called your subconscious or your unconscious brain. So it's just humongous, you know, as big as you want it to be. And um, in a minute, I'm just going to do a, uh, a bit of talking directly to that bit of your brain, if I've got permission. So uh, shall we do this, Kate? Yeah. So imagine that we're going to torture your unconscious brain. So just sit back, just relax as much as you can. And you can close your eyes if that makes you more comfortable. Because I know that you want to be someone with excellent exam results. And now I want to ask your unconscious mind to organise everything that you are studying and have been studying everything that you've heard and experienced. All of the examples of things to say in an exam and to write down. And you can remember these things and your unconscious mind can present them to your conscious mind in such a way 
that you don't even have to think about them. When you're listening to a teacher, your complete attention will be on what they're saying. You're going to be riveted because you know that when it's time for you to respond in an exam, your unconscious mind will immediately supply the response that will most help you. And when you are talking to anybody about your exam prep and searching for the next thing to say, you will relax and pause quietly because you know that your unconscious mind is about to give you the best thing to say or write down. Just relax. Your unconscious mind will organise everything you've learned and will easily and effortlessly supply the things that you need to say in order to have the best results and experience the most excellent outcome from any exam or test you take. That would be all right, wouldn't it? Just nod. Yes. When your unconscious mind has organised all the learnings, that's right. Excellent. So that's a little something you can listen to more than once if you like to just reassure you that everything you're learning is sticking in there in your brain. And as Kate and I have said, it's time to hop off that elephant, slide <laughs> off its trunk gracefully. And uh, we're going to... Um, See you for a few more exam tips. Um, the next episode is going to be how to support somebody who's going through exam and studying time. So, um, yeah, tune into that one. That'd be brilliant. We hope you enjoyed this session very much. We did, didn't we? We did. We loved it. See you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been A Lift to Work with Kate and Tina. Please subscribe, like and share. Um, comments and questions are most welcome. And please remember, this is a light-hearted coaching podcast designed to stimulate your thinking. It's not designed to treat any mental health issues. So if you need additional professional help, please do see a qualified practitioner. Take care and we'll see you next time.